This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hi, Jason Glick. How you doing? I'm doing good, John. How about you? Oh, not too bad. What do you have on tap for us today? Well, we all know it's like, you know, last 2020 has been kind of a terrible year for us. You know, with, with pandemic and social unrest and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, about that. Yeah, because, well, but hey, the good news is it's like at least we're living in our world. And we're not living in the worlds of Tatsuki Fujimoto. He is the mangaka behind um, what is one of the new hotness series um, for Shonen Jump called Chainsaw Man. It's about this kid named Denji who, at the beginning of his at the series, we find out he sold off several of his organs and um, is working with like, a chainsaw demon to just, like, kill other demons in order to like, sustain, sustain his life. And, um, well, like things go really bad for him after that, to the point where he dies after getting chopped up into bits bits and pieces, and then becomes the, uh, like the character known as Chainsaw Man. And this series has become, like, one of the new hotness series, um, for Shonen Jump, because, you know, Shonen Jump is really good at creating, like, you know, series that are, like, the new hotness. Like, I already talked about one earlier this year with, uh, you know, Spy X Family and all. But, with Chainsaw Man, it's like, you kind of wonder, like, well, it's like, is, is this series that kind of, like, you know, something that sprung up, you know, just like, out of nowhere what did Fujimoto just like do this series like you know without like you know any prior experience and all well no because crazy thing is he actually has had a uh, prior series published like in the US even called um fire punch and um it is a series that well it's it's something special it's something kind of crazy and it's so crazy that I had to like Ask my, ask my buddy Steve, who recommended this to me, this series to me like a while back, to talk about it. Hi, Steve. Welcome back to the show and all. Hello, everyone. Yep. So glad to have you. Glad to have you back. You know, glad to have you talk about like another crazy series that you know it's like most normal people would just like look at and go like, what the hell are we talking about here? <laughs> it's a uh, man. It's. Definitely interesting. Definitely niche appeal. It's uh, it's gonna have some rough spots for some people. Let's just say that. Agreed. I mean, in fact, the very first volume is kind of a uh, it's like you know, it's kind of the the uh, the mangaka or Fujimoto's like basically message to the audience like, hey, if you don't like this, get the hell out, get the hell out right now, because it starts off with um. It's like in a in a world that is like slowly, slowly descended into an into an ice age, brought on by a blessed called the uh, ice, like the ice king or ice queen. I can't remember. It's like what is it? Ice king, ice, ice queen, queen, ice, queen, ice witch. That's it. Yeah, it's like and um, basically it's like you know this like because blessed are like you know your your kind the kind of characters who have like special ability abilities. You know like like the ice witch has like you know ability like you know bring extreme cold and all some some blessed have like the ability to manipulate iron others have the ability to like like spam out flames that will never never die out it's like that will only die out when they've um, expended all their fuel which will be relevant in a second and um others like will just you know be able to regenerate you know like from when from whatever like a bill like whatever injury that's been that's been inflicted on them that's the, uh, that's the ability that's been gifted on two characters like that we meet at the beginning of the series. Like some young kids named um, Agni and Luna. 
It's like they're living in a in a village filled with old people in like in the cold reaches of this like of this world. And um well they're it's like and like they're trying trying their best to help help out this uh, village like to keep people from living uh, keep people like living by um well Agni like his regeneration abilities are such that he can just like he, he's just like letting um Luna chop off his limbs, his arms specifically, in order to give meat to everyone in the village to live. So yeah. It's like that's right, everyone. Like the series a series that like interests cannibalism right 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 from the start. But um and like the uh and most of the people of this village, they're, they're just trying to, uh, they're willing to like accept like you know Agni's um like goodwill and all, but you know like there are some some who just like you know can't can't abide by it as well. It's like and they'll just they're, they figure it's better to starve to death than just like eat human flesh. Oh, and then there's his sister um Luna, who like you know so it's she's like she's willing to support her brother in this, but you know she also just like at one point says you know, brother let's just. Why don't we just like I love you so much? Why don't we just have like a baby, like in order to, uh, in order to keep um, life going and all? And he's kind of like, no, it's like you're you're my sister and all. It's like, and yeah, so incest right from the start, like it just it just gets better and better, doesn't it? And then um, like one of the, then they're visited upon the visit the village is visited by um, it's like by a representative from one of the uh, like last surviving powers in this world on. Um, the kingdom of Behimdorg, and um, like this this guy Doma, it's like he, uh, it's like he just he's just basically tr trying to raid the village in order to, uh, you know, to, like take it for all of it, like all of its some like all of its resources, and uh, when he finds out that oh my god, like these people are like are, like are surviving on like cannibalism, you know, this this is no good. So he uses his blessed powers like you know flames that will never go out like you know after, until they like. Like extinguished all their fuel, well, he just he, he burns the village, burns the village down, and well, thing is like, you know, what happens when um someone who has like flame power to like give out flames that will never go extinguish, you know, once their um once their fuel until their fuel goes out, once those hit someone who has regenerative abilities. Yeah, that's right. Um, Agni's powers of regeneration are such that he's actually able to survive. Um, Doma's um, assault. It's like, and while he's, you know, living in extreme pain for these moments after, it's like after he's been, um, it's like after he's been inflicted. It's like, well, it's like, you know, like, well, his uh, his sister Luna, look, like, she's she's been hit by these as well, but her powers aren't as good as, um, it's like as Agni, so she's just slowly dying right there. And her last words to him before he. Like before she like so before she extinct before she's burnt to a cinder or Agni, live. And he and he takes those words to heart, and at the end as the end opening chapters end, well we find out that he just spent like the next ten years coming to grips with um you know being burnt alive. It's like as his regenerative abilities just keep going from there, and so he's so you've got this guy who is constantly on fire just now looking to get revenge for like you know for what was done to him and you know it's like and at, and on one hand that's kind of like the uh you think that's what fire punch is going to be about it's going to be about this guy who is like solely who is like burning alive like fighting the uh, evil empire to uh it's like to um get to get his revenge but you know that's not all the uh, first um volume has 
has in store for us. Because it's also got um, like a whole lot of dismemberment. It's got um, Agni encountering this one kid um, named Sun, who also has blessed powers of electricity, and who believes that um, Agni is a god who has come to uh, save him from his from his life. Oh, and then um, then there's like this one guy in Behemdorg who, like after a son son is captured and Agni is reduced to like a head who is burning, and they're just trying having to like like shoot him in order to keep him from fight from like fighting back against them. It's like, and um and like, a son is uh you know captured by the by Behemdorg and he's like taken with this girl Nanetto and they're basically like given to this one guy who basically says, hey you know it's like you you have to work in order to stay alive. So hey. I'm gonna have to have, have you have sex with these dogs. Like I like have I like bestiality and all. So yeah, this is what this is another thing that this first volume has. Besti- attempted bestiality. Oh, and there's also like lots of attempted rape in here as well. So yeah, this series is a establishes itself as a class act, like from the very first volume. And um, it's no surprise that, you know, one year when I was at Comic Con, um Deb Aoki um basically said at um the best and worst manga like for this year was on fire punch because she was just looked at all this stuff and said, what the hell is this series about and all, man, this is messed up. And you know, I can't, can't deny, deny her that. I mean, there's like a lot of crazy ass stuff going on in this first volume, but then at the end, um, there's this, it's introduced to this character, um, Nanetto who, no, not Nanetto, um, Togata, who, uh, basically like talks about the uh, like all the movies she's liked and like you know how like they're they're see what kept her as a um, regenerative blessed going like through all these all these years and all so and you know that's kind of a hint as to where the series is going from here because that you know Steve like the series is kind of like like that's first volume it's kind of like a uh, you know get the hell out you know just telling telling everyone else just um like, you know hey like, stay away if you don't like what I'm doing here I'm, uh, is this what what do you think about it. Uh, yeah, I'd say the first, uh, I'd say those first chapters are, serve as a pretty good advisory of, well, this is, this is my shtick and, uh, you should probably bail if you don't like it because it only gets, uh, more and more messed up from there. Um, you know, it's got the usual, it's got the usual Japanese, uh, uh, disdain for organized religion. You it don't say. Fit, <laughs> it manages to fit some <laughs> of that in there. Um, uh, yeah, uh. Man, it's been a while since I've read a lot of it. I'm I'm sure I've missed you know a couple other trigger warnings in there, but um, wow, it it def- this this series even like it or hate it, it will definitely make you feel something. And um, as a person who is frequently bored of um, of most mainstream like entertainment just because it's very marketed and produced this is who looks uh, upon like you know the adventures of most high schooler stu- high schooler protagonist and goes man i've read this shit before and like i'm not i'm not interested in like where it's going from here yeah because you, you you know where it's been right you know where it's going right it's well-trodden ground this is this is this is very much off the beaten path um and uh i would i on that basis alone i would recommend it for people who are very jaded with uh where manga is going yeah it's like and because it, it's it's not until the second volume like uh, k- kicks in and then we get um we get more of Togata's perspective because Togata she's probably the most like interesting character in the series it's just like her her obsession with movies kind of like fuels like a lot of its direction right here Cause, like, it it actually kind of informs like the uh, 
like the self-awareness like the series has towards like you know like the standard hero um like like trope here because like you know while you kind of expect like you know Agni to be just like hey you know like he's been set on fire so he's just like and there's like an evil empire that he's you know out to get well you kind of figure like oh well we know where this is going but um with Togata she like with her when she gets going in the second in the second volume and she finds out about um hey there's this there's this naked exhibitionist who's constantly on fire. It's like I gotta find out just saying what's driving him right here. So it's so I mean, and then and then when she um goes to uh, go, like goes to like you know rescue him. Like at one point like they're um like she she stumbles upon like these uh these member these like characters from Behemdorg who are just like about to um about to rape um Nineto, this um friend of Sun. It's like, and she's kind of like, no, no, go ahead and go ahead and do it, because like you, it'll establish you as the villains, like who deserved who deserved to die here and all. It's like she's got a very good handle on like the standard like you know hero, like hero conventions of it's like of manga and of like you know popular entertainment in general. And when she like you know explodes on the scene right here, it's like it's kind of like it, it lets you know that hey, you know, there's there's more going on in um in fire punch than just you know straight up like hey you know this is like a like a, your standard issue like revenge story no it's like there's actually some thought about just you know what you know what makes a uh it's like a a hero it's like and what you know what con and how how are they perceived it's like you know like in the uh it's like in the general general public's eyes as well because while because because while um togata like wants to uh you know believe like believes that you know, like Agni is going to be the hero of this movie that she's um like filming right now. Well, she also has a better, a good understanding of just you know, what it takes in order to, uh, you know, what this hero um meet, needs to be a hero, and also just like what a hero ne needs to to experience in order to be defined as a hero, such as you know, eventually like dying a tragic death and all, because what because at the end in the second volume when we find out that hey she knows a lot more about what's going on in Behemdorg and apparently what's what the uh Ice Witch's deal is well it's like you know it's kind of like it's fun to see her just you know manipulate the like you know like she's she's aware of what's going on and what's you know and how things are going as well it's like and that's and that's great and but then at the same time though like you know it's fun to see like Agni just like be manipulated by her saying like when he's when he's has when he's forced to like you know learn to like you know make your poses like you know she says clench the up uh, clench the snow in your fist to show your determination i mean that's and that's good it's it's ridiculous but it's also you know very much you know like true to the conventions as well same you know same Mary it, Nada, as the kids like to say ab absolutely it's like and that's kind of what drives like the series like you know from here on out, because even though it's like you think that oh, it's going to be about you know like you know Agni like you know fighting against like Behemdorg's champions in order to uh, you know in order to save everyone. Well, nope, that's only part of it because um, it, Fire Punch is only an eight volume series, but um, Fujimoto manages to cram a lot of stuff in here because it kind of feels like he was like he had some he had some general ideas about how to attack these things like you know like. Like an anal like just like you know analyzing like the um, the hero narrative, it's like and then just you know like finding out just saying, you know what do you do like after the hero has like you know like like saved everyone, 
you know, like how do people, how does he, how does, how does he respond to that? It's like, and just going from, from like, you know, from fighting against the bad guys, the evil empire, to saving all the people, to just like fight, eventually like being, um, like regarded as a hero, as as a as a god, deified, deified, yes, to um Togata saying like, hey, you know, it's like you're you're busy regarded as a god now, and like basically two things are going to happen: you're either going to deliver on being a god, or everyone's going to re- realize that you're kind of like you're not a god, you're a disappointment, and they're going to turn on you. So it's so on one hand, it's, it's fun to see um see all these things like yeah, see Fujimoto address these things. I can't say he like dives a whole lot into them because he, he he's got he's got ideas about how these things are meant like are meant to be addressed. But at the same time, it's like you know he's he's kind of like just like you know kind of burning through a lot of different things because because like because like I mean he eventually comes across his uh, his former nemesis Doma, who's the guy who set him on fire in the first place, and um, the first time he encounters him when Behemdori is still a thing, like he like. Doma's just kind of descended into mental instability. But then when he encounters him again, he finds out that, oh, he's he's leading, he's reformed, he's leading a, uh, like a, a decent life right now. And, um, well, that goes badly. That goes really badly. Right, Steve? Well, yes. <laughs> it's, um, among other things, it's a meditation on revenge and, you know, w- what it means to reform. It's uh, yeah. I won't spoil that part, but woof, man. Yeah, it's like fire. One thing, um, one of the things I also admire about Fire Punch is it's not afraid to just you know ask you know like is it here is it here really the villain and you know it's just it's not just like asking like hey is is our hero the villain no it's like he does some shit in here that is just like whoa it's like that's that's not cool man like that would get you the child killer tag in Fallout Two. It's like that's wow, and it's, it's like and and it's kind of like it, he, it's like um Fujimoto just like had had a lot of ideas about what to he he um like he didn't want to like have our character like you know be like a conventional hero. It's like he wanted to just like ask difficult questions like you know like, what does it take? It's like well, what happens when like our hero like has like real um like mental mental problems? What happens when like our hero is kind of actually the villain? It's like, and that's, you know, and I kind of like at seeing him ask that right there, especially when, like, we get, like, past the halfway point, and, um, it's like, and we find, and, um, and Agni kind of, like, winds up living a, a decent life with, um, with the, the form, with his former, with this, um, girl, um, it's like, uh, um, Judah, who, um, looks almost exactly like his sister, Luna, but, um, she's not him, she's not her, but, um, he she's just kind of like he just kind of like wants he wants to believe that she's she's his sister but she's you know not and um there's all sorts of awkward like crazy shit that comes comes from that oh especially when we encounter like the most toxic um star wars fan ever in fiction or in real life um I'm talking about the eye switch because like well like remember Ursi, her deal is that you know Apparently, in the world of Fire Punch, like the last Star Wars film ended on a cliffhanger, and now she wants to raise up civilization again to the exact point it was before its decline, so that someone can like go you know, make 
like those the Star Wars sequel that she wants. <laughs> Look, it's these it's these sorts of difficult questions about the about the protagonist, not saying hero, about the protagonist. Yes, protagonist. That, that uh, keep that kept this series from be from having its mainstream appeal. People don't want complicated people. They don't want complicated heroes. You know, not really. You know, they they want their entertainment. And they want fast and easy, and they want you know easy solutions. So, it's this among many other things that I felt kept this uh, this series from you know seeing widespread appeal. Yeah, it's like I mean, it's kind of like why one it wound up on like you know that like why why Dev Aoki like you know put this as like you know, one of the worst series of the year for um like the best worst manga panel at Comic Con. It's like. And I I understand that, but at the same time, it's like it's. I think that you know, like just asking the like these these questions and just having, it's like and like and trying to follow through on them, like at the, uh, like in the second half, like when um Agni like loses his um like his, being, when he stops being on fire constantly, um and he also like has to uh, like you know like live like get used to like living as a normal person again, but at the same time he's got to like deal with you know. Like all this, all this crazy, all the stuff he's done, and when someone asks him, like, you know, hey, you know, like Fire Punch killed my my family. I want you to kill Fire Punch. And he says, yeah, I'll I'll do that. And then it cuts to a scene where I, you know, hey, he's tried to cut off, cut off his, like um slit open his um his veins lengthwise with a knife, or you know, just like try to cut off his head with a chainsaw. It's like, yeah, it's like I mean, this is stuff you're not gonna see it's like like in a uh, like in your average manga it's like and that's or comics period it's like it's not gonna like it's it's not like the uh the kind of like you know like conventional appeal that you're gonna like that you would have for like a main like for a main series so like i uh you know it's like i um <laughs> yeah i i get that i get that but um at the same time it's like you know it's like finding it like finding out like you know just what Agni is gonna do at the end, it's like and just like you know how he, uh, it's like, it's like just what he's, like, you know, what what his um what his eventual goals are when he when he realizes that like, you know just like what his role in the story is, it's like, it like it's 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 interesting really it's like especially um and also what um Sun's role is because Sun, well Sun is so is a true believer and contributes to that whole and someone who believes in Agni as a god. But um, well, his belief in Agni is only skin deep, uh, such as it is, because when um, it's like when uh, Agni um like eventually comes into contact with Sun again, because Sun believes that Judah, you know, is someone who deserves to die, you know, for what she's for all, all the injustices she's um inflicted upon the world. Well, um, Agni, well, he's got his own beliefs about about Judah, but. They're kind of like self-delusion as well, and you know just the fact that you know, like Agni is willing to fight, you no, know, not for what's right, but for his for his belief in reality, for like his his delusion of self. I mean, it's, it's not something, like I said, it's not something you see very often in it's like in fiction. Period, and I think that and that's really that's what what gives Fire Punch its appeal. It's like it's maybe it doesn't do things like as well as you'd expect. Like maybe there's this feeling that. That the creator that Fujimoto is kind of like burning through stuff, like, like as as it appeals to him, but um, that's, but like I'm fine with that. I mean, he does um, 
In fact, he does tell he do, he do he he. The fact that he's willing to go go, like go places that most fiction most um creators like would not fear to tread. It's like that's kind of like what I feel gives this gives the series its appeal. If you want a challenging, interesting manga that will make you think about things and feel something, I would say, and that served as a precursor to Chainsaw Man, I would say, you know, you should go read Fire Punch. I'd say it's worth it. Yeah. And um, I will say that, you know, the uh, the ending, the ending for the series is a big swing. It's, wow. It's like, it's kind of like, you know, it's like, for a series that, you know, just like, was, I don't think the series was like, especially well planned out, but even then, like, the directions that it took were kind of like, appealing in itself. But, um, like, the ending is just kind of like, wow. It's like, I think it's probably true to the spirit of the series. Even it's just kind of like it's kind of messed up. It's like in its in its own way because it just not to give anything away. It basically involves the heat death of the universe, right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it is an ending. Um, I'm not going to say it was amazing, but it ended the events of the series, and that's all I will say about it. Yeah, in, indeed. So yeah, it's like. So I guess like I guess like the real secret thing about this podcast is that we wanted to talk about Fire Punch a whole lot, and um, it's like talking and um, tying it to um, Chainsaw Man was like the re- like the, the thing the thing we were able to to do in order to do that. Yeah, but um, I guess you know I guess we should probably say something about the new about, about Fire about Chainsaw Man, right? Right, Steve. Uh, I would hope so, because hey. It's uh, it's found mainstream appeal, and it's actually still worth reading. Yeah, it's like in fact, it's kind of like like after having um read read Fire Punch, you get the feeling that um someone at Shueisha basically figured, hey, you know what? Let's give this guy a shot at Shonen Jump. You know, it'll either be a giant mistake or a huge success. And it turns out that the latter like turns out to be turns out, turned out to be true crazy it is as it is huh i'm i'm glad for it he deserves it yeah it's like because there's um chainsaw man is basically about this um kid named denji it's like this kid who starts off like at the beginning of the series like hugely in debt to the point where he sold off like an eye a kidney a nut in order to like get out from under the debt that his that his um deadbeat dad who has disappeared um has gotten into with the yakuza but and hey, Steve, stop me if I'm wrong here, but you know this series has the completely original premise that you know, hey, demons exist in the world, and that some people need to go out and kill these demons, huh? <laughs> it does start from a very cliched premise, but it goes into very original places with it, and I, I think it's a wonderful, uh, it's a wonderful sub- subversion of the uh, of the usual uh, shonen trope of there's there's demons and they need hunting. Yeah, because like I mean, like not most series like uh, this type don't don't begin with like our hero being cut into pieces and um dumped into a dumped into a dumpster and then um like having to forge a pact with his with his like cute little chainsaw demon in order to become the uh, like the antihero known as Chainsaw Man because now because like this the series is it's a, it's a sh- yeah it's a certain jump series but it also helps remembering that at one point. Fist of the North Star was also a Shonen Jump series, and this series is very much in that vein in terms in terms of its like over the top vile, 
violence and craziness so far, at least in the two volumes that I've read, like for like them published published in Eng English so far. And um, at Denji, it's like he's eventually rec recruited by um, the Public Safety um, Devil Extermination um, Special Division Section Four by um, by this girl Makima. And um, well, part of the uh, one of the things I like about the series is that it basically acknowledges that yeah, it's like that boys, it's like boys are really dumb. It's like and um, it's like anyone who is still in, any guy who's still in touch with touch with their um inner 15 year old or anyone who is in touch with their inner 15 year old and their inner 15 year old identifies as male will probably enjoy this series in the sense that it's focused on um it's like on over the top violence on um it's like on uh Den and denji's desire to to touch boobs as his um it's like as his um, main goal in life and um when he's paired up with um with um the uh, with division four's like um hotshot guy um aki um, Aki Hayakawa, like, and Aki's just like you know, the straight least. He is, um, oh, what, um, sorry, oh, it's like, ah, uh, dang it, dang it. It's like, who's the other guy in not Naruto, but his rival in Naruto? Um, Sasuke. Sasuke, yeah, he is um, Sasuke to um, Denji's Naruto, and um, it's like, and basically like you know, they're. Like their first um, encounter together basically involves um, like Aki to beating the crap, trying to beat the crap out of Denji, saying like, "Yo, you're you're no good for this." And then Den Denji just like kicking him in his nuts because he goes, "I always go for the nuts," and um, <laughs> it's like it just kick, just keeps him in the nuts over and over to the point where it's like when they um go back report on their like on their excursion back to um Makima, um, Denji goes, "No, it's like he was attacked by a testicle hunting devil." It's like. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is the level of sophistication that Chainsaw Man has, and I love it. It's it, it, it is gloriously dumb, but it's dumb in a way that I that I can thoroughly relate to. So, how about you, Steve? Ah, uh, man, it's uh, just go read it, guys and girls. Whoever's whoever's listening to this, go go give it a shake on uh, what's it? Uh, what's that service that has has it right now? What um, manga, manga plus? plus? Yeah, like give it a shake out there, and then if you like it, you should uh, you should go uh, buy some digital volume somewhere. Cause man, it's I think it's pretty damn good. Uh, you know, he he sand like uh, I'd say the author sanded off the rough edges, uh, still kept his edge, but you know his original flavor, but uh, you know sanded it off, sand off the weird like controversial bits, kind of. Kind of, um, yeah, because like Denji's a pretty straightforward protagonist. I mean, we could we have no issues with rooting for him, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, and then there's Power, the uh, it's like the fiend, like a demon, like a like a demon who has inhabited a human's body, and she is just wow. She's she's cra she's crazy. She's mean. She is like out to become prime minister of Japan by way of the Nobel Prize. Like in order to, I like, can institute a hundred percent sales tax, like against every against everyone, in order to make like everyone hate her. It's like when um, it's like when um Denji, someone asks Denji, he's like, wait, is she always like this? And he's like, oh yeah, really? Like she's just kind of normal for her. She's so, a good like, character too. Yes, and it's like she's a, she's a cat person, so I approve of her. Mm, I approve of her. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, 
It's like she's a cat person, so she can't be like truly evil. Yeah, and we're that that's where we're going, right? Right, Steve? That's where you're going, sir. Okay. We'll just leave it at that then. I see how it is. Yeah. Yeah. But um but so far like Chainsaw Man has been like like violent, irrever- irreverent, immature, but in like really really fun terms so far. And like I've only read two volumes of it, like because those, cause that's all that um this is released so far. And even if it's just kind of like, oh wait, another demon hunting shonen jump series, wow, it's like I might as well get on this real quick. Not, it's actually like a lot better um than it, than it would seem. And um also it's like it's apparently to the point where it's like uh, apparently like it's being um relaunched like in the near future because I think it's like what the uh, these first like the first 10 volumes like are going to be one story and then like it's going to be starting again it's like 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 I'm late like later on in Shonen Jump because apparently oh and also apparently it's getting a series from um, MAPPA the guys who are handling the uh, it's like the current season of Attack on Titan and who did the excellent um, Dorhi Doro adaptation which is something that will probably will probably be talked about next year it's like on, on this podcast um, thanks to Steve who um, put it on, who put the anime on, like on play at one one time when I was at his place, and I thought, "Holy crap, the series is great!" <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Chainsaw Man's getting a, a ser- anime? Yeah. Holy balls! Yeah, and like I said, the guys from Doro Doro are doing it, and yeah, I, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think that they're 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 more than qualified to um do do something like this. They do good animation work. It's like they're kind of like. They're kind of like the, uh, like I guess, like the modern day answer to Madhouse, because I don't know what what's going on with Madhouse these days, but you know, just the guys who can do just like really, really crazy, um, like crazy and weird violent stuff. So, yep, I agree with you there. <laughs> they got the weird violence nailed. Yeah, a- absolutely. So, like, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure, like, you know, Chainsaw Man is like well liked right now, but it's only going to be. Like even more well liked once the uh, once the anime comes out, but even then, like I think that everyone should like get on board with the with the vo- two volumes that have been released um, by by Viz so far. But also go out and read um, Fire Punch as well, because if you want to know like where where did Chainsaw Man come from, where did the where did this like crazy ass like a mindset come from, well that has your answer for it as well. But I, I would absolutely recommend just just read that first volume of Fire Punch. It's like fire will, punch, fire, fire punch. punch. Yeah, it's like it will. That if you read that first volume of Fire Punch, it will tell you. It's like wow. It's like this series is like crazy and strange. It's like and out there. It's like just so weird that I want to read more of it. Or you'll just read it and go, wow. It's like I just this, this is not for me at all. But from what um, but speaking as but speaking as someone who read it and um. And love that first volume for all its some weirdness and offensiveness. It's like, man, it's like, I just want more ser- series like that, like out there. And um, hopefully, you know, the, the more more series like that released over, like, next year and all. It's like we'll see how we'll see how, we'll see how that goes. But overall, it's like I'm glad I'm glad you recommended this series to me, Steve. It's like, and um, yeah, it's like fire because Fire Punch was. It's like I read it twice in like these last last couple of weeks and it was like thoroughly enjoyable it's like you know both both times around oh yeah you're welcome uh but i'm 
I'm thankful to you for uh, taking the time to, uh, you know, uh, talk about and promote it. Because man, that it was, if nothing else, if absolutely nothing else, and there's more, but if nothing else, it made me feel something. And I'd say that's a win in you know this in an age where you know you kind of know how you kind of know how a series is going to go from the start most of the time, right? You just kind of know. But man, this this one this one takes you places. Uh, maybe they're they're uncomfortable places, and maybe you may not like that. But if you if you're okay with it, you should definitely read Fire Punch. It's like a- absolutely. So yeah, thank thank you for recommending this, and thank you for making it. Thank you for the series for taking me to like places that made me feel like didn't make me feel good like all the time, but like it definitely definitely made me feel as well. So um, John, it's like I know you're still there. So uh, any thoughts on your end about any of this um, craziness and nonsense? Um, not really. Um, yeah. So, um, where did, uh, it, it, you can just where did you pick up your copy from? Okay, um, Fire Punch is is available in like in print and digital as well, which is how I read it. And um, Chainsaw Man is also available in print and digital as well. So, like, I I got mine from Comicsology, but um, so but I mean, it's like you'll be able to find them like. You know, find copies like you know, like at most most like reputable retailers like around and all. Cool, reputable ones versus the irreputable ones. Yes. <laughs> yeah, go to the good ones, guys. Um, keep your local comic book shop in business. You know, during uh, this strange time. Uh, but uh, do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Well, so I guess uh, since we're like going to be firmly into uh, 2021 at this point, it's going to be time for my uh, best of best of 2020 list and all so we'll see how that goes oh great hey um look forward to to hearing your insights on this one yeah and again um, hey steve thanks for coming by again of course anytime sir yeah always glad to have you all right thanks for joining comic picks by the glick all right laters <laughs>